Are we not so thankful for our praise team? Amen. Thank you. I shared with them earlier. Uh, Brother Sam told me on more than one occasion as well that he has never experienced such freedom to worship as he did in this space. And uh, I think that that is high praise for this little fellowship, is it not? You know, this morning I just kind of want to share, put some things in perspective for us as we think about Brother Sam. And this is not just to fill us with some platitudes or anything like that, but I think this is something that we can genuinely, we can genuinely just find some real comfort, some real peace, and some real strength from when Brother Sam had started attending Friendswood Baptist Church, he did so after a hiatus from really finding himself uh, planted in a local New Testament body of believers. He shared this with our church before, but just to rehearse and, and, uh, and just to remember, after his daughter Sarah died, uh, I believe that was around... Uh, 2003 or 2004, somewhere around there. After his daughter Sarah died, Brother Sam, who trusted in the Lord and never stopped trusting in the Lord, uh, he went into the wilderness for a while. And uh, not only did he go into the wilderness, uh, not being planted in a local New Testament church body, but he went into the wilderness where he was dependent upon alcohol quite a bit. But in January of 2021, he had an experience with the Lord, which brought him to a place of true repentance. And during that time, he, 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 he said, I need to get planted, plugged back into a local New Testament body. And he began to, uh, he began to visit churches and he came here and uh, shared some of his story with me. And, and, uh, and, and, and I can just tell you, I, I made it a little bit of an intention at that time to walk with him uh, in an intentional way. And I'm so glad I did because he and I became great friends over these last couple of years. Like I said, uh, most often we would meet up at Summer Moon and we would sit down, we would talk about scripture, we'd talk theology, we'd talk faith, we'd talk life, we'd talk practical things and how do we apply our faith to our life. And, um, and as he... You know, he told me one time, he said, oh, I'm not sure if I'll be able to worship here. We might end up at another church. And I was like, no, you're not allowed to do that, you know. But, uh, but I was really scared. But I really, I said, you go wherever the Lord leads you. But in my heart of hearts, I was going, God, please, no. If y'all remember at this time, uh, Miss Tammy and Miss Deborah uh, were, were, were taking a journey. Um, and, uh, and so I was like, I can't lose another one. <laughs> you know, and, uh, good people can't keep coming in here and not landing. And so I was very, very in my heart of hearts. I was, I was outwardly supportive, but inside I was like, please, no. Over these last couple of years, Brother Sam has come to a place of such peace. He 
And man, I wish we had another 30 years to walk with him and experience that peace. Just before he went into the hospital, they started some re renovation work on their house. Some long time repairs needed to be made. And, and, uh, and they began, they hired a contractor. The contractor came in and started doing the work. And he told his wife, Cherie, he said, after we have this all buttoned up, I want to have a big party with a bunch of people that I know and love and invite them to our home so that they can see the, our, you know, the renovations. But he said, really, what I want to do, I want to share with them how full of the spirit I am right now. How, how, how I've seen the spirit move in my life. How God's grace has been so attentive to me. He goes, I just want to share with them where I'm at in my life right now. I wish he was still here. But can we take comfort and hope and strength and peace at knowing this? A few years ago, this was a broken man wandering through the wilderness. And even as of last week, when he texted me on Saturday morning while we were at men's prayer breakfast and had me pass on a word of love and encouragement to the brothers there, Sam arrived at a place of great peace in his faith and in his life. Thank God for that, right? It's so good. I'm not going to preach to y'all really today, but the passage that we were going to read is out of 1 Peter. And we've been going through this message of chosen exiles. We'll get back to that at some point. Uh, but last week we said, uh, Peter said, listen, because of your faith that Jesus died and rose again, here's some things that you can be assured of. You have been given new life in Christ. You've been given an inheritance that is incorruptible, that does not fade, and it is kept and it's reserved in heaven for you. And he says, and through your faith, through your faith in Jesus, through your faith that Jesus died and rose again, through your faith in Jesus, you are kept by the power of God unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. The next verses, uh, Peter will pick up, and I don't have them on the screen, so y'all are just going to, uh, well, maybe we do, we, I think we do, brother, we do have them on the screen, brother Will, right? Isn't God good, right? He says, about this salvation, this is what we greatly rejoice in. We greatly rejoice that we will one day ultimately uh, experience the rescue that we've all been longing for. He says, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness. Are you in heaviness, my brothers and my sisters? Now, the reason why they were in heaviness was because they were being tried he says temptations there, but you could say testings or trials. 
And let's just be clear here. These are not testings and trials from God. Uh, God doesn't tempt any man, neither is he tempted with evil, right? Uh, this is what people and this world and sorrow and grief and loss and death will bring to you. It will try, test, whether or not you truly believe that Jesus rose from death. And that because of that, we have a new life in Christ. Because of that, we have an inheritance that does not corrupt and does not fade. And that is reserved for us. That because Jesus is alive and we trust in him, God is keeping us until the day of salvation. He is holding us. What I would say about Brother Sam right now is if we're going to have our theology correct, Jesus was resurrected. One day he is going to come back and he will resurrect people. Until that time, Sam is in this moment of what verse 4 said, he is being kept by the power of God. Until that great day of salvation, until that great day of resurrection. That means that he's absent from us, but he's in the presence of our Lord. And yet, I can also say this, he's still waiting, just like we are, for that day of rescue. And for that day of resurrection. But here's what Peter says. He says, although right now you're in heaviness, he says, I want you to understand that the trial of your faith, it is much more precious than that of gold that perishes. And of course, he's using the image and the metaphor of uh, how you actually purify gold. And y'all know this. And if you don't, pay attention. What they do is they take the raw materials out of the ground and they put them in a vat and they uh, make it hotter and hotter. And the hotter that they get it, the impurities and the, 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 the unprecious minerals will start rising to the top and then they'll skim those away and, and, and they'll try golden fire. They'll, they'll keep getting it hotter and hotter and, 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 and as it were, you know, uh, separating the, 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 the dross from the beautiful precious metal. And he says, the trying of your faith, which is this heaviness that we are in right now, it is much more precious. It's much more valuable. That's what we should say. We shouldn't think precious like, oh, look at these precious moments. No, it's much more valuable than gold. Here's one reason, because gold perishes. Even though it might be tried with fire. And he says, though... Uh, though your faith might be tried with fire, uh, when that happens, you and I might be found unto the praise and honor and glory when Jesus Christ returns. Here's what I want to say to us simply today. We have suffered loss as a church this year. And we are suffering loss again. And uh, we are sure to suffer loss on another day. All of these moments are moments to try our faith. Now, a few levels in which this hits. Are we really going to believe in our hearts, in our minds, with our will, that God raised Jesus from death? If we are, while we grieve, 
we will not grieve as those who do not have hope. While we grieve, we will grieve as those who know that we are missing our friend. But he is in the presence of the Lord. And when Jesus returns, he will be raised to new life. And if we're alive, whenever he, when Jesus returns, we'll be transformed at that moment too. But if we're dead, we'll be raised up to new life with him. But it's not just about what you believe in your heart and your mind. It's how we're going to interact with one another. Here's where rubber meets the road in grief and sorrow and loss. Here's where the rubber meets the road of what we really believe. See, when we say that we believe that Jesus died and rose again, we really have to start working all the way back through it. And we have to say Jesus lived the life that resurrected people live. He lived the way that resurrected people live. Like he, he is the example for if we want to be raised to new life, we don't just believe, ooh, you know, believe something in our hearts and in our minds. It's not a supposition that we just say, yeah, check the box. I believe that. But if we're really going to believe, then we're going to live like Jesus lived. And these things that bring heaviness in our life are a challenge for you and I to live in patience and kindness and generosity and hospitality and love towards people. You know what? You and I will be challenged to do this week because our hearts are heavy. We will be challenged to be mean to somebody and not to, not to care for them like we should care for them. You and I will want to use our heaviness as an excuse for being impatient, short. Are you tracking? You and I, this heaviness can become uh, an excuse for us as a church to go. We have family promise this week. It will be an excuse for us to go, but I don't want to do family promise or not to be everything we need to be for these families. You know, it's a good excuse for me today to say, Man, my heart hurts. I know I don't want to get out of bed. And I don't want to, it's that old t-shirt that says, you know, um, you know, where the guy says, I don't want to go to church. And the wife is uh, saying, you have to go to church. Well, why? Because you're the pastor, right? I kind of feel like that this morning. So I want us to really just get this. This heaviness is a challenge on us. I don't think it challenges any of us. In this room, it's not going to be the challenge of do we really trust that Jesus was raised from death? Like, I think we have that fundamental, fundamentally, we are there. The challenge for us is going to be, despite the fact that I don't feel good this week because I'm sad or I'm shocked or I'm confused or I'm mad or I'm just so heartbroken. Despite this fact, guess what? I'm going to have to go to work this week. And I'm going to have to be patient with those who I go to work with. Despite this fact, my children are going to test my patience this week. And I'm going to have to continue to love them and lead them in the kindness and the patience and the directness of Jesus. My spouse, my spouse and I are going to find it easier 
to be short with each other this week. And it's going to take more for us. So this week, my brothers and my sisters, though we are in heaviness, this is a week for us to really, really, really prove Hey, I trust in Jesus. I don't just trust that Jesus, like in this supposition that Jesus rose from the dead. I do believe that, but I trust in the way of Jesus. I trust in his way of being patient in adversity and generous when people are being nasty to him. I trust in his loving my enemy even while I'm being persecuted. For us, practically, it will be family promise. Over the next few weeks, I've already even thought about, man, we have to do vacation Bible school. Guess what? The last thing in the world that I want to do is entertain a bunch of kids when my heart is grieved. But yet, we're going to have to find the strength in the Lord to run and not grow weary. And so, the question comes, Are we going to trust him through this heaviness? And are we going to live like we trust him through this heaviness? To put like a little bit of, you're not only bringing honor and glory to God, the Father, Son, and Spirit when we do this. But I can promise you, This is how we can honor our friend Sam. This is how we can honor our friend Sam. When we can say, through my heartbreak, through my anger, through my shock and my horror, that you are gone, my friend. I will continue living the testimony of Jesus. And I say that with one last thing from Sam. When he went into the hospital uh, three Thursdays ago, a little over two weeks ago, he told me, I just want to be a testimony in here. Whatever happens, I want to be a testimony. I can tell you last night after he passed, I was talking with one of the nurses and she said, I remember him when he came in here. He was so full of joy and was always talking about his faith. So my brothers and my sisters, while we are in heaviness, Might we allow this time not to break us and to crush our spirits, but might we, through this time, prove that our faith is far more precious than gold. Amen? Amen. Will you join me in a word of prayer? Lord, my God, I love you and I thank you for who you are. Lord, this is a time that is not convenient. It's not safe. It's not secure uh, in a real way. Like this is a time where we feel exiles in this world, exiles from our reality. 
But this is a time for us to find your spirit strengthening us and equipping us. What you said to the Apostle Paul was, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Lord, this is a time when we are looking to you to strengthen us with the capacity to be patient and generous and hospitable and uh, hold accountable and be held accountable. A time when you, when, when your spirit's going to help us be temperate and have self-control. It's a time where when our families come to us in family promise this week that we love them fully. We embrace them. We give them warmth. Lord, it's a time whenever children come into our church building in a few weeks and they are wild and rambunctious that we are, we are, we are on board for them being wild and rambunctious and we are uh, uh, filled with joy and we embrace them. Lord, in this heavy season, it's a time for us to be living witnesses. Lord, I know this is not only what you want of us, as your son Jesus said, go ye therefore and make disciples of me in all nations. And as he said, you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you will be my witnesses. But it's also a, that which our dear friend who we love deeply wants of us as well, that we would be living witnesses even as we grieve losing so close a friend. So Lord, I pray right now that you would fill us with your spirit so that as we go through these next few days, weeks, and months, our faith would be proved genuine. And here's the deal. It's not so we get a gold star, God. Oh my goodness, it's not so we get a gold star. It's so that others can see our good works and come to glorify you, trust your son Jesus, and be filled with your spirit. That's our prayer, Lord. It's not so Friends of Baptist Church looks like really good boys and girls, but it's so that the world may know that there is a good God who loves them, even though this world brings various heaviness and manifold temptations. We pray these things in Christ's mighty, resurrected name. Do my brothers and sisters agree with me? Amen. Church family, I love you. May God bless us as we go. Let's continue to hold each other in prayer. Hold Cherie, Wooldridge, the children, the family in prayer. And, uh, and, uh, and, and let's continue to lift one another up so that we can be faithful witnesses.